You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Art Centre and me, Molly Naylor. that she's back so please would you welcome the amazing Peggy Hughes I don't really want to follow David that was a that was a lovely wow hello everyone nice hello oh nice to see you all um so um my story is uh, about a pub do we like pubs I, I love pubs. I love my local pub so much that they're on their Christmas tree they have, they have pictures of locals' faces in the baubles. And I felt I'd really arrived in Norwich from obviously not Norwich, this accent's not local. Um, but uh, I felt I'd really landed. But this is not about my local pub. This is about a pub um, uh, in Edinburgh. Once upon a time, I lived in Edinburgh many moons ago, um, where there was a pub um, that was so imperfectly perfect or perfectly imperfect, whatever way you look at it. I'm just going to get the theme right out front there, just now. Um, it just shouldn't really have existed. It was sort of the little pub that shouldn't have. Um, and to tell you a little bit about why, um, it was run by a man around whom much apocrypha and rumour uh, swirled. He was uh, an old chap. He was a staunch teetotaler. Um, and I, th I think he probably hated alcohol and everyone who drank it. So not really an ideal, you know, landlord. Um, he was allegedly, but, but almost certainly, a, a multi-millionaire. He owned a lot of property in Edinburgh. Um, he was the kind of guy that when The Guardian ran a piece about the pub um, one, uh, one August, you know, the Edinburgh festivals, I'm sure some of you know, they ran a piece saying, this is a must-visit pub absolute gem um, and he got in such high dudgeon um, that they called the pub shabby chic that he actually shut for all of August um, <laughs> all the better to paint the facade of the pub um, a brighter shade of white and to put a new bit of lino behind the bar when heaven knows that carpet had been kind of growing spores it was its own ecosystem and had been for many many decades so there, there was attention to be paid elsewhere um, and speaking of speaking of spores, the, the toilets were probably at least Edinburgh famous in terms of their rancidity. They were the kind of toilets that if you were there of an evening, even if you had a really good table and everything, you would happily leave the pub to go and use a toilet elsewhere rather than, than, than brave them again. So the pub also, it had two different types of beer. It had tenants on draft and Guinness, and that was your lot. And if you didn't like that, you could have wine, red or white, um, from those little stubby glasses from the 70s that my granny kept for best but that anybody that actually drinks wine doesn't like they're the little tiny stubby things um it had um no food except for some uh as de value crisps which were available in baskets on the bar top uh for free and when they ran out which they immediately did always um there, were, there was no more food on the premises until tomorrow if he opened tomorrow, which sometimes he chose not to on a complete whim, um, the pub typically opened between 6 p.m. and midnight. Um, but if he wanted to call last orders at half nine, ten, then he did. Um, so it was kind of like gladiators in terms of a challenge. You had to be really on your metal when you were drinking there, you know, really fast and furious round, really. Um, so that's to say a little bit about, about the pub. Um, it also, it, mobile phones were... Um, 
were banned. Swearing in his earshot could get you barred. And it had one CD that played um, just back to back on a loop. As soon as it finished, it was just put back on again. And it was music from the 20s and 30s. So it was a very, very uh, special place. And this pub had really seen stuff. You know, it had been around for a long time. It had been run by his dad and by him and his brother until his brother sadly died. Um, it had seen Billy Connolly play his first gig in Edinburgh in the little room upstairs. Um, it had seen lots of folk legends, including the Corries. Do we know the Corries? Fleur of Scotland. Um, it had seen the time that Nigel Farage had mounted a grubby little march at the foot of the Royal Mile. Um, and when it all turned ugly, which of course it did, and of course he immediately wanted out of it, so he got in a cab, and the cabbie driving up the mile past this pub um, realised who, who his fare was and says, Oop, my cab, Oop, not taking you. And Farage, after a bit of argy-bargy, said, um, Oh, typical anti-English sentiment that I would expect here in Scotland. And the cabbie said, I'm no anti-English pal, but I am anti-arsehole. <laughs> so this, this pub has seen a lot of stuff. If, if, it if it could speak, it would have some true stories to tell. And... Even though I, f I feel funny talking to Norwich people about pubs, because here people, the pubs are fab. It's like the utopia of pubs. Dogs are allowed in, not in, the, not in this pub. You know, kids can come in. It has lots of different beers, you know? Um, so I don't feel I'm, I'm selling this beloved pub of mine very brilliantly, but, but for all its flaws and all its sort of naked, awful brilliantness, uh, a band of us loved it. You know, there were a group of us that just really, really loved it, including me. So I loved it. I loved it enough to take on a sort of random part-time job there, even though I had a very full-time job somewhere else. Um, who else loved it? Mm. My, uh, a, a guy with a beard and a fair isle jumper loved it. Um, when I hit on him 13 years ago in that pub, luckily he, he liked me too, so that's good, and he's still around, so that's good. He, he loved it. Lots of, well, yeah. Yeah, happy bit. Um, lots of artists and poets and playwrights and musicians and, and people that worked at the Scottish Parliament and old guys, they all loved it. It was a very big, lots of different people from different walks of life loved this pub. Um, and uh, one, one guy, and I think of all those people in, in that pub and when I worked there and I got to know them a little bit, but there's one guy that I think about especially who was an antique stealer. And he, he, would, he would come to the antique auctions in Edinburgh and then he would go off west. And by the time he got to this pub, he'd, he'd be typically pretty, pretty uh, miraculous, as we say. Do you know the phrase miraculous meaning drunk? Steamboats, does that get any takers? Any, anybody know steamboats? Steamboats was what in Scotland when you couldn't um, drink on a Sunday. You could if you were on a moving boat. Uh, so that's where steamboats come from. So he'd be, he'd be fairly steamboats by the time he got to us. And he would sometimes be a bit maudlin, and he, he was maudlin this one night, and he said, um, he's telling me the story of uh, a woman that he had loved um, who had uh, absconded with both very many valuable things that only she and he knew were in the house and his heart. Um, and he told the story of how he went to her house. He wanted to try and, I guess, track down his valuables. But in, a fa in fact, he just wanted to clap eyes on her again, really. He just wanted to see her. And he was so frustrated that she'd moved on and she'd, she'd done, done a runner um, that he kicked, he kicked the fence down in frustration. And he ended up with some, some time in the jail for that. And, he, and all, all the injustice of that. But he said, actually, you know, she was, she was a real badden. She was a total badden. But he said, if she walked into this pub right now, I would take her back. I would take her back because she was like Sharon Stone to me. I always remember that. And I think this pub was kind of like, maybe not Sharon Stone, fine. But, you know, it, it, was, it was really important to me, even though it was, had its flaws. So this story's going to take a little bit of a sad dip, and then it gets better. So we're nearly there. Um, so unfortunately, the old, old chap that I mentioned, uh, he uh, got old, and then he got ill, and then he died. Um, 
and the pub went with him. It just got all boarded up. It had this kind of the, the facade had all these kind of tumbling, you know, kind of fake grapes, and that got boarded up. And the room upstairs that had these big wicker lamps, um, scene of Billy Connolly's debut in Edinburgh, I guess, scene of my 30th birthday, which, as you might have guessed, even though it was probably the busiest night the pub had had in a decade, he turfed us out at half ten because he was already sick of the sight of us. Um, so that boarded up. Um, even the lose, even the lose, we came to lament this group of people that stood on the edges wondering what on earth was going to happen to this pub that we so loved. Um, and we, we thought, you know, it's Edinburgh, it's probably going to get bought by a big developer and they will put down a tartan carpet and they'll get a wine vending machine in and they'll have olives on the bar instead of cheap crisps. So that's what we thought would happen. But then it did get bought and it got bought by someone who loved it as much as we all did. And they saw what was great about it and they paid careful attention and so they, they did bring in more beers. Good. They got new wine glasses, also fine. Uh, they started to serve pies, unthinkable, but great. Um, and they also did up the loose, which was only a good thing for humanity, to be honest. And I have, I, I'm back and forth, you know, up and down, up, up the road, and I um, call in just to make sure that it's still appealing to this, the same sort of storytellers and strays and lost, lost souls, and it still is, and some people who prefer a better class of toilet. Um, and I suppose if there's a Christmas miracle in this little tale about perfection or not perfection, it's kind of it doesn't. Sometimes things don't go from bad to worse. Sometimes, uh, sometimes they don't. Um, that's all I've got to say about that. Thank you. True Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website truestorieslive.co.uk.